98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The restaurant sector welcomes signs of a pickup in the wake of government measures to ease social distancing rules. Lawyers for the first person to be tried under the security law challenge the Justice Secretary's decision to refuse a jury trial. And Democrat Andrew Wan becomes the latest district councillor to resign ahead of legislation requiring elected members to swear allegiance. A Chunwan district councillor has questioned whether Penny's Bay quarantine camp is actually capable of running at full capacity if authorities can't even care for hundreds of people sent there. Choi Yan Loi says around 10 households from Allway Gardens in Chunwan are still stuck there because of paperwork problems. The households were among hundreds that were quarantined after authorities found confirmed COVID cases in the housing blocks but were allowed to leave after government policy changed. Many of the quarantined families were not happy, including this caller, Renee, who spoke to government commercial radio. If I knew what they were going to feed us, I would have requested my whole family go to Stanley Prison, where at least we wouldn't get food poisoning. We didn't expect the food to taste good, but at least they could give us clean and hot meals. If you don't change the disease prevention policy, we'll suffer for 21 days. Epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says the government should consider reducing quarantine requirements for children of fully vaccinated people to boost the inoculation rate. Professor Cowling from the University of Hong Kong told RTHK that despite the capacity to vaccinate up to 50,000 people a day, only around 30,000 were getting a jab. Now that every adult's got the opportunity to be vaccinated, then I think it's really maybe justifiable now to think about vaccine passports to incentivize vaccine uptake. That strategy worked very well in Israel. The other thing we have to think about is policies for children. So, for example, the close contact quarantine or the on-arrival quarantine into Hong Kong, if it was relaxed for vaccinated people, there would still be an issue with their children. If they came with children, the children have to go to quarantine and then the parents have to go anyway. So maybe thinking about relaxing that as well. Last week, the government shortened the quarantine period for vaccinated people with the length of time depending on how close a contact they were to an infected patient or for returnees, whether they were arrived from a high-risk country. A top microbiologist says it's lucky that the discovery of a more infectious strain of COVID-19 here hasn't led to a major outbreak. Sridharth Sridhar from the University of Hong Kong told an RTHK program that he believed the situation was now stable, but given the long incubation period of the variant, the authorities should continue to monitor the situation. Dr Sridhar said wearing masks probably helped reduce transmission. Lawyers representing the first person to face trial under the national security law have questioned whether the Secretary for Justice can simply deprive a defendant of the right to a jury trial. They're challenging prosecutors' decision to only allow national security judges to hear the case. Vicky Wong has more. Tongying Kit faces charges of terrorism and inciting secession for allegedly driving his motorbike into a group of police while flying a protest flag one day after the security law came into effect. Prosecutors are also planning to add another charge of dangerous driving causing grievous bodily harm pending the court's approval. They said the trial shouldn't be heard by a jury, citing the personal safety of jurors and their family members. In a judicial review hearing, the defence didn't challenge the constitutionality of the national security law, but what they called the procedural impropriety and irrationality involved in the decision-making. The Justice Secretary didn't give them a notice of intention, adequate grounds for the decision and a chance for the defendant to respond, the lawyer said, taking away the protections of common law and the basic law. The hearing continues. 
The police say they've received more than 100,000 tip-offs about suspected breaches of the national security law six months after a hotline was launched. That means that on average, security officers received 555 messages a day through email, SMS or the messaging app WeChat. However, the police didn't say if any of the tip-offs led to arrests, but thanked people for contributing to national security. The Beijing-imposed legislation was enacted last year and about 100 people have been arrested and about half have been charged under the law. Democrat Andrew Wan has become the latest district councillor to resign ahead of the expected passage of a bill this week that requires elected members to take an oath of allegiance. At least 15 other councillors have resigned. The bill lays out what it means to uphold the basic law and pledge allegiance to the SAR and a disqualification mechanism for those who refuse. Mr Wan is in custody on suspicion of violating the national security law. He wrote on social media that while his resignation marks an end to his 18 years in public office, it doesn't mean he he no longer cares about public affairs. The coroner's court has begun probing the death of an anti-extradition protester around two years after he leapt off a shopping mall in Admiralty. A five-member jury was picked this morning to investigate the cause of death of 35-year-old Leung Ling Kit, who had hung protest slogan banners outside the mall before his death in June 2019. Coroner David Coe said he would call 21 witnesses, including police officers who handled the case, during a 12-day inquest. Lawmakers have given the initial green light for a planned expansion of the LegCo complex, which is needed due to Beijing's decision to add 20 councillors to the current 70. It's not known how much public money will be spent on the project yet, but the expansion is expected to begin in the middle of next year and take three years. The construction would involve adding several storeys to the existing building. LegCo President Andrew Leung says there's no decision yet on what lawmakers would do during the expansion. There's a real possibility that we need to rent offices for 45 members. However, we will look at different options to the actual area, whether we can rent or whether the members do their own rental arrangements. China is to set up a line of separation on the summit of Mount Everest to prevent the mingling of climbers from Nepal with those from the Tibetan side due to concerns over COVID-19. Here's the BBC's Rumala Dasgupta. The precautionary measure was reported by Chinese state media following a sharp increase in coronavirus cases in Nepal. But critics have questioned how the line would be enforced as the summit of Everest is about the size of a dining table. A small team of Tibetan climbing guides will ascend the mountain to set up the divide, but it's unclear whether they will stay to enforce the separation in the world's highest spot. More than 30 sick people had to be evacuated from the foot of Mount Everest this weekend. There's been a third night of heavy skirmishes in occupied East Jerusalem between Israeli police, Jewish settlers and Palestinians. The confrontations are over the possible eviction of Palestinian families from their homes to make way for Jewish settlers. The Supreme Court has delayed ruling on the issue as the BBC's Yolanda Nell reports. After dark, after the Ramadan evening prayers, several of these hotspots around East Jerusalem became inflamed once again. And it is now Jerusalem Day. That's the time when Israelis celebrate the capture of East Jerusalem in the 1967 Middle East War. Uh, what we're going to have on Monday is a flag march around the walls of the old city. That is always seen uh, with right-wing nationalist uh, Israelis involved as a big provocation by Palestinians, and that could well lead to more violence. The annual Hajj pilgrimage to Mecca will go ahead this year, but under special conditions to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Yusuf Taha. 
It is every Muslim's lifelong dream to perform Hajj, which is the fifth pillar of Islam. So when the coronavirus hit last year and the Saudi authorities decided to allow only 10,000 domestic pilgrims, about 3 million would-be pilgrims were disappointed. Saudi Arabia now says the foreign worshippers will be welcomed this July. The Ministry of Hajj said the details and conditions would be made public at a later date. The state news agency said the health authorities continued to assess the COVID-19 situation. The Taliban in Afghanistan have announced a three-day ceasefire this week to mark the Muslim festival of Eid. This comes just two days after multiple explosions outside a school in Kabul in which more than 50 people, mostly schoolgirls, were killed. In a statement, the insurgents said they would halt all operations against the enemy to provide a peaceful and secure atmosphere. Scotland's newly re-elected First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, has told the British Prime Minister that the question of a new independence referendum is a matter of when, not if. Scottish voters rejected independence in a referendum seven years ago, but Ms Sturgeon argues another vote is justified because Scotland has been taken out of the European Union against its will. Pamela Nash from the pro-UK campaign organisation Scotland in Union disagrees. For decades now, the SNP have proclaimed Scotland leaving the UK as the answer. And I think what's very clear, Scotland is split. It's split down the middle. And another referendum anytime soon is not going to resolve that. It didn't resolve it in 2014, and it's not going to resolve it now. We need to be pulling our country together again and uniting. The family of an outspoken anti-coup poet in Myanmar says he's died after being detained by the military. The BBC's Emily Haller reports. Kathy was arrested on Saturday and taken away for interrogation. His wife says she was told to visit him in hospital the following morning, but when she got there, she was shown his body in the mortuary with his internal organs removed. She says she didn't bother to read the death certificate as she was sure the cause of death would be a lie. An activist group says he was tortured and died at the hospital. Kathy had heavily criticised February's coup in his poetry. In the past three months, the security forces in Myanmar have killed more than 700 people in mass protests against the military. A new report says climate change threatens to cause a dramatic fall in the output of black tea from the world's biggest producer, Kenya. Research by the charity Christian Aid suggests tea production in Kenya could fall just over a quarter by 2050. Other tea-producing nations such as India, Sri Lanka and China will also be affected by rising temperatures and unpredictable weather conditions. Researchers warn the changing climate could also affect the taste and smell of tea. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 108.89 yen. The euro is 1 US dollar 21 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 88 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,530, 86 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $88 billion. Sport now, and in Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has won the Spanish Grand Prix for Mercedes after passing Red Bull's Max Verstappen with six laps to go. The reigning world champion picked up his third win in four races this season, extending his championship lead to 14 points. Hamilton says he's relishing his title fight with Verstappen. I'm really enjoying the battle with him. He's, we're learning a lot about uh, about one another and each other's cars, I'm sure, and the way we battle. And you know, turn one's always exciting between us. So, but there's there's good respect there, and long may it continue. Football and Manchester United are guaranteed a top four finish in football's English Premier League as they came from behind to beat Aston Villa 3-1 at Villa Park. The result delays Manchester City's title celebrations. More from the BBC's John Murray. 
At half-time, Aston Villa were on course for their first home win of the century against Manchester United. They led 1-0 after a rifling finish from Bertrand Traore, a scoreline that would also have confirmed Manchester City as Premier League champions. But City will have to wait at least another 48 hours after United upped it in the second half. Bruno Fernandes from the penalty spot, Mason Greenwood and substitute Edinson Cavani scored the goals that maintained United's unbeaten record away from home in the league this season. An ankle injury to Captain Harry Maguire is a concern, though, while Villa finished with 10 men after top scorer Ollie Watkins was sent off for two bookable offences. West Ham United's pursuit of a Champions League place was dented by Everton. Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored in the first half to give the visitors a 1-0 win. West Ham remain in fifth place, five points off Champions League qualification. As for Everton, their boss Carlo Ancelotti says the win was vital for their own pursuit of a place in the Europa League. If we lose, uh, we lost this game, we were out of the fight and we are in the fight with uh, uh, great motivation. We have another important game Thursday, we have to be ready there, but the attitude was good after the, the bad performance against Aston Villa at home. West Bromwich Albion have become the second team to be relegated from the Premier League this season after a 3-1 away loss to Arsenal. It's the first time in his managerial career that Sam Allardyce has suffered relegation. It's painful, but, you know, um, it's not what I wanted. Um, I wanted it for the players, I wanted it for the club, more than I wanted it for me. But obviously it hasn't happened, so everybody has to get down and and accept it and uh, recover quickly in the next couple of days because we've got three still very big games, as far as I'm concerned, to try and deliver performances that will bring us results. Brighton's Premier League survival is put on hold after a 2-1 loss at Wolves. The Seagulls remain 10 points above Fulham, who occupy the last of the relegation places. Real Madrid missed the chance to go top of La Liga as they failed to gain ground on their title rivals Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, who drew 0-0 at Camp Nou on Saturday. Real needed an injury time equaliser from Eden Hazard to draw 2-2 at home to fourth-place Sevilla. That means with three games left, any of those four teams can still be crowned champions of Spain. In Italy, AC Milan moved into Champions League places with a 3-0 win over Juventus in Turin. Juve slumped to fifth place, a point behind fourth place Napoli with three matches remaining. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Penny's Bay quarantine camp comes under fire. The lawyers for the first person to be tried under the National Security Law challenge the Justice Secretary's decision to refuse a jury trial. And Democrat Andrew Wan becomes the latest district councillor to resign ahead of legislation requiring elected members to swear allegiance. The news from RTHK. The top spot title. Spent an hour in the bathroom, walked out looking like a model. God, doing what you do, got me right there with Apollo on the moon. Moonies, genies in a bottle, girl, if they already got you. Oh, you made me feel so lucky. Finally, the stars are light. Never has it been so 
catch me before the pavement? What? If my bins turn back to public transportation, right, would you still be at home for me with the candles waiting? What? And get my mind back adjacent to the place of a young visionary. A player too, you know I have some girls missionary. My black book of numbers thicker than a dictionary and Bible, I gotta recycle. I love and I like you. Five course meals, even though you don't mind a drive through that's why I got you. Afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the tenth of May, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today, and we have a busy program for you. To start the week, we'll be chatting with artist Violetta Camarasi about her upcoming exhibition called The Infinite Story. And it's all about visitors who are invited to play a game and they can create their own stories. We'll hear more about that in about 10 minutes or so as Violetta joins us in the studio. And we hope to bring you that 